Glad that you're here with us. If you're in the youth group, 6th through 12th grade, you are free to head upstairs to be with your peers. Oh my, there goes half the church. That's an awesome thing right there. Amen. That's pretty, pretty exciting to, to see that. We're going to be reading. We're going to be reading in the Old Testament this morning. We're going to be reading in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, we're going to be reading there uh, in just a few minutes. If you want to prepare your app, your Bible, if, if you don't have one of those, that's okay. I'll have the scripture for you on the screen behind me as well. And once again, I want to say, like I said in announcements, once again, I must, must say or want to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We made it to, uh, what, 2021. I, I can remember graduating back in 1985, and I remember reading about statistics and what the world would be like in 2020. And I, I remember going, man, that's just so far away. I, that's just weird and wild and out there. Well, here we are. 2020, all the predictions, yeah, 2021, whatever. <laughs> all, the, all the predictions they made, different things that were going to be taking place, and you know, it's, the world's a little bit different, but a lot of things haven't changed much from that time because God is still on the throne, He's still in control, and that's awesome, isn't it? But I also want to just thank, uh, like, thank Pastor Daniel for a great message last week. In my absence, Cindy and I were able to spend some time with uh, family, got to stop, visit the uh, grandkids in Butte, went on to Spokane, visit my, my brother, his family, and visited uh, uh, Cindy's family, got to see her, her father. Many of you know him, we got to visit with him. He's doing, doing great through all this. So uh, uh, thank you for allowing us to spend Christmas uh, away. Uh, enjoyed it. I'm happy to be home, though. But uh, it's always fun to go, but you can't wait to get home, right? Always good to be home. Um, for the past two weeks leading up to this, after we, we had our Christmas special, I just began to pray two weeks. Okay, Lord, what, where do you, what do you have in store for us? I really had, I had no preconceived ideas or anything. I was just praying. Seeking God and just uh, wondering uh, where we were going to, how we were going to begin the year, what he had in mind for us, and just began to seek him and pray and ask for direction for the new year. And one night last week while we were in Spokane, I, I was uh, woken up, it probably was about two or three in the morning, and I was just wide awake, and the Lord began to download just, I mean, it was like my hard drive was uh, awake, it was booted, and he was downloading into my spirit. I, I was just like, okay, hold on, slow down, slow down. All right, I didn't have much RAM working at three in the morning. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm not a computer guy. On, off. If it doesn't work, Pastor Daniel, get in here. No. <laughs> But the Lord began to just speak to my spirit. Just began to speak to my spirit a, a, a message. Actually, it's turned out to be a, a series for at least three weeks as he, he began to, to speak to me. And in this process, and in, in this process, early in the morning, later uh, throughout that day, and the next day, as I just began to meditate and pray and read my Bible and say, what, what, are, we, what are we doing with this? This this slogan, these, well, these words, these words began to ring loud and clear, just over and over, loud and clear. And here it was. Are you ready? Go big or go home.
I believe the Lord was telling me, Pastor Jay, go big or go home. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, Lord, go big or go home. That just really just kept, what does that mean? What, what, what do you want? Are you, I'm like, are you bringing me home, Lord? Praise, hallelujah. He's <laughs> not done with, with me. He's not done with us yet. But go big or go home. Now, please understand, go big or go home has been, for the most part, a slogan that I have lived by. If any of you know me, you know that to be true. I have the scars to prove it. (laughs) And many of you know that to be true as well. What do I always say? It's not a project until I'm bleeding. (laughs) Go big or go home. You see, I am, even at my young age of 54, I am still an adrenaline junkie. I, I am. Uh, one, of, one of my many crazy things I have done uh, living with this slogan, go big or go home, is I had the privilege, I had the opportunity to jump out of an airplane as a gift from a former church member who moved back to Maine. And in that, he gave, gave me this birthday gift to jump out of a plane in Twin Falls, and I was able to do that. But I said, I'm not doing that unless my wife gets to do it. So Cindy got right. How many of you guys were part of the church? A few of you back then. Now, I'm not really sure if it was a gift or they were trying to get rid of us. <laughs> so it was on a Sunday. We did the service. People prayed for us. We loaded up, went to Twin Falls on a Sunday. In fact, here's a picture of somebody skydiving. That is not me or Cindy. I couldn't find our pictures. I was going to try to show it. There's actually a video too, but I couldn't find it. But uh, Cindy and I were able to to uh, have this opportunity to uh, jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Amen? Some of you are saying, why would you do that? See, we both were able to skydive from about 10,000 feet. Now, at that altitude, you reach about 120 miles an hour. Oh, it's awesome. 120 miles an hour, people, falling to the earth. And, and you don't feel, you know, if you've ever, you know, fell off of something or jumped off of something, you have that feeling in your stomach. When you jump from an airplane, you don't feel, I didn't feel that. And I read about it and found out that you don't because you're so high and the air molecules around you, you don't have a sense that you're falling. Even though planet earth is getting bigger and bigger. So you don't have that sense that you're falling. You're just falling at 120 miles an hour. And that's, just to let you know, that's 200 feet per second. So at 10,000 feet, at a 10,000 foot jump, uh, you only free fall for about 30 seconds. Of course, the higher you go, the more you get to free fall. Now, You would think that would be big enough for mankind, right? To jump out of an airplane, perfectly good airplane. Look what we've accomplished. That's extraordinary. It's unbelievable. You get to fall from that altitude or higher and live to tell about it. But no. In the 70s, a new kind of skydiving began called base jumping. Now, base jumping happens right here in the great state of, of the city of Twin Falls at the uh, Perrine Bridge that spans across the Snake River Canyon about 486 feet high. Now, many of you may or may not know this, but that bridge in Twin Falls is one of the only places 
that is legal to base jump in the United States. There's another bridge, I believe it's in New York State, that they allow it to happen. They have a big festival and they do it like once a year. But you can jump off of this bridge. How many of you have ever stopped there and watched people base jump? It's, it's something else. If you ever have a chance, you could stop there and you can walk down under the bridge where it's shaded and you can look out and watch them jump. You can even walk out there. I've walked out there and stood there and I'm, I'm shaking. And these guys stand on the other side and they jump. 486 feet. Now, of course, this jump only takes seconds from jump to landing. Uh, but it's much more dangerous than skydiving, obviously. Go big or go home, right? But no. Not big enough for some who decided to add wingsuits to their base jumping in the 90s. I have a picture of a wingsuit. It's not, it's not big enough. Go big or go home. It's not big enough to jump from an airplane at 10,000 feet or more and live to tell about it. It's not big enough to say, okay, now let's base jump where there's only seconds for my chute to open and I can land safely, which, by the way, base jumping is very dangerous. I believe on average in Twin Falls, three people die every year from this. I believe that's what it's down to. Okay, so it's extraordinarily dangerous. But now... Go big or go home. Let's make a wingsuit. Wingsuit, they call these wingsuit guys, they call them pilots. They call them pilots. It has become the most dangerous sport in the world. They die frequently. It is the most dangerous sport in the world. On average, a wingsuit pilot travels 100 miles per hour, and for every foot they fall, they also move forward 8 feet. 100 miles an hour on average, some faster. So you got to picture it. Every foot they fall, they're moving 8 feet at that speed. They don't have anything wrapped around them like a car, folks. That's it. For some of you who have never seen this kind of go big or go home, of course, I have a video for you. Let's play it. Ten seconds.
came extremely close on that one. <laughs> Go big or go home, right? Go, go big or go home. Did I, did I get your attention? Did I get your attention? You see, I believe God is trying to get our attention. I used a video, but God used 2020. Are you with me? God used 2020 to get our attention. Did it work? A little bit different this year or last year. Hopefully this year it won't be, but who knows? I don't need to recap the year. We all know how challenging it was. What if I told you, what, what if I told you right now that 2021 was going to be much better? Amen? Right? I'm not a prophet. I'm not going to predict that. What if I told you 2021 was going to be much worse? What could you or would you do or plan any different for the year? Would you? Please understand this message, this this series is not about making a, a New Year's resolution, okay? That's not what this is about. There, there's nothing wrong with, with making a, a resolution, with, uh, with changing yourself to make a change in the new year. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what this is about. So, so just check that out of your brain. Pastor Jay isn't going to stand up here and make New Year's resolutions and challenge you to do the same. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. It needs to be beyond that because I believe God is getting our attention. This series is more about, more about this. Go big with God. 2021, go big with God. I don't want to say go home. That's the challenge. Go big with God. No matter what happens. Pastor Jay said go big with God in a few months to now, maybe, maybe or weeks or days, who knows anymore. Maybe the bottom's going to fall out and things are going to be worse than we ever predicted. Pastor Jay said go big with God. It ain't working. I'm leaving God behind. No. And no matter what happens. Go big with God, stay with God, stay the course, keep your eyes focused on God and move forward with God. Go big with God, okay? This is how we're starting the year, the third day of 2021. This is how God has been challenging me. Three weeks, first, today, dream big. Dream big is what we're going to talk about. Second, ask big. And then the third part of this series is going to be expect big. Right? Dream big, ask big, expect big. What a great way to start the year. 
I believe this is what God's been downloading in me, and I want to give it to you because I believe God has this for our church, for the Bridge Church, for other churches, whatever. But spiritually speaking, this is what he has for us. Are you ready? You ready to go big? I hope God will challenge you as we dive into this series. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for our time together this morning. God, I do. I pray with all my heart. I hope with everything I have that each one of us, including myself, God, each one of us, Lord, would look at this great opportunity that we have in such a time as this, that we are here, that you planned our lives. You put us here in, in the history of all mankind in such a time as this. You planned for us to be here to do something, to go big with you as we await your return. So, Lord, I pray that we would be open. We would receive, Lord, what you would have for each one of us. Thank you for this opportunity. Holy Spirit, just speak to us individually. Speak to us as a, as a body of Christ as well, Lord. Prepare us. Open our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Dream big. I want you to listen to a few of the words written in an, in an editorial, in an article by Richard Stevenson called 44 Reasons Why You uh, Need to Dream Big or Go Home is what the article's called. You can look it up later online. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. I'm not going to read all 44 reasons. Uh, God forbid. We'll be here all day. Okay, I'm not going to do that. But I want, I'm going to read to you this definition. This is the worldly perspective, okay? And we're going we're gonna to transcribe this into a spiritual perspective. But I want you to listen to just a few of these words. They're, they're pretty profound. Okay, so here it is. He, he writes, I believe I have his name in the article up there. You can write it down, whatever you want to do. Maybe look it up later if you're interested. But he writes, dreaming big means having the mental freedom to think about what you really want out of life and forget about all the reasons why you can't make it a reality. It means having high standards for your life and setting the bar high for yourself. It is a powerful brainstorming activity that can have the potential for great reward. He goes on to say, someone could use dreaming big to motivate themselves to see the bigger picture of what they really want in life. They can write their dreams, ideas, and goals down and use that as an inspiration whenever they need that little extra push. They can remind themselves why they are working so hard to make their dreams come true. So here are, 40, uh, here are a few, obviously, of the 44 reasons why you need to dream big or go home. Uh, and these were submitted by many different people, different walks of life, and different ages. So that's why they're kind of written the way they are. And I'm only going to read to you nine of them. Okay, so listen to this. Why you need to dream big or go home. 44 reasons is what the article is about. You don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Number two, to follow their dreams and never give up so they don't wonder what if. Always live your life with full conviction, meaning challenging yourself, have confidence in yourself, be self-driven, respect others, and treat others as you wish to be treated. Love honestly and deeply, and never take a moment, life itself or the people you love for granted. Wow. Be optimistic in life, believe in your abilities, and work hard towards achieving your dream. The next one, 
No dream is too big. If you want it, you will find a way to make it happen. Another one, dream as if you will live forever. Live as if you will die today. Don't stop believing and never give up on your dreams. Number eight, never lose hope. Believe in your dreams, but stay humble no matter what happens. And then this final one. The advice I would give them is to pursue their dreams because you are not someone in life until you pursue your dreams. Wow. Pretty interesting words and comments from many different people about dreaming big or go home. It's great advice for living a life with goals and purpose. But let's, let's do this. Let's, let's boil this all down in terms of going big with God. In other words, what are your dreams with God this year? What are your kingdom-minded dreams? Turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. This chapter contains a lift, list of some of the clans of Judah. Let's begin in verse 1. Now, we're going to have some fun with this. How many of you that know the Bible, went, he's going to 1 Chronicles chapter 4? Oh, boy. <laughs> some of your favorite reads in the Bible. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to butcher these names, so it's going to be fun. I've been practicing them, but there ain't no guarantee. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. The descendants of Judah, Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, Shobal, Rhea, son of Shobal, was the father of Joath, and Joath, the father of Amul, and Lahad. These were the clans of the Zorathites. Everybody say Zorathite. Verse 3. These were the sons of Edom, Jezreel, Ishma, and Idbash, their, their sister was named, oh, here we go, <laughs> Hazoponai. Yeah, who? Number four. Penel was the father of Gedor, and Ezer the father of Hush, Hushash. These were the descendants of Hur, the firstborn of Ephthah, and the father of Bethlehem. Ashur, the father of Tekoa, had two wives, Hela and Nerah. Nerah bore him uh, Azam, Hefer, Timnai, and, I'm not even going to try to say that one, <laughs> Astora. These were the descendants of Nerah, the sons of Hela, Zareth, Zorah, and Ethan, and Kaz, who was the father of Anub, and Hazobetha, <laughs> whatever, and of the clans of Aphel and the son of Haram. Verse 9, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to God, to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Verse 11, Caleb, 
Shunah's brother was the father of Myrrh, who was the father of Eshton. Eshton was the father of Beth, Repha, Paseah, and Tena, Tena of the father of Ur, Nashas. These were the men of Rika. Now this list goes, how many of you guys would like me to keep reading? Now this list goes on for the remaining of this chapter. In fact, you keep reading in chapters, you see other tribes and other people, they, keep, they give this whole genealogy. That's why it's most of your favorites to read in the Bible. God gives us the whole word of God for a reason and a purpose though. It goes on. But hopefully through the butchering of these names, you caught what I wanted you to catch. I wanted you to get the whole idea of what was happening before and what happened after verses 9 and 10. Hopefully you caught the go big with God dream of Jabez. It reads this way, I have it for you again. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So right in the middle, catch this, right in the middle of this history lesson with the genealogy chart of Judah, we have these two verses. It seems a little odd, doesn't it? Seriously, doesn't it seem like a pretty odd place to put the prayer of Jabez and describe him, what his name means, why this, this goes on? It just, it breaks the whole stride. It breaks the whole reading of what you're reading. All of a sudden, it's just like, wow, there's two weird verses right here in the middle of this that seem kind of out of place. I sure enjoyed reading all those names. It just broke it all up. <laughs> doesn't it seem odd to you? There's always a reason with God, though, isn't there? Always a reason. It seems odd for several reasons, but one of them, it seems odd because especially when you examine the name Jabez, you get a little insight of his name. You see, the people of his time and the people of his time and Jabez's time, this name that meant pain, right? His, the Jabez, his, his mom named him Pain. That's what it means, pain. Oh, man, son, your name is pain because you gave me great, great birth at pain. So you're going to live with that title forever. Jabez. Thanks, Mom. That's why she named him that. Okay, so with that name, pain, and the way people thought, because names had deeper meaning back in that time, okay? Okay. This, this name, Jabez Payne, and the people of that time, it literally meant to them that he was a born loser. Okay, he didn't have this great name, right? It was just this name, Payne. So it's like, man, this guy's got this, this curse, this burden upon him, was their thinking. He, he's nothing good going to come out of this guy. But are you thankful that God doesn't think or operate like any of us? So he says, okay, if that's what 
people think, and they're going to think over the history uh, of mankind as they read this genealogy, and it just says, and Jabez was, you know, born to so-and-so, and they're going to look at that poor guy, Jabez, his name was Payne. What a loser. He must have had a terrible life. No, God says, I'm going to put two verses in here about this guy. God is awesome, isn't he? And, and the Hebrews and the people of this time, they, they must read this and go, why Jabez? Look at these other great people in history. Why didn't you get say a little bit about them? God says, because I didn't want to. Because you have preconceived ideas about people. Names meant everything in that culture. So why stop the flow of this chapter to mention Jabez and his go big with God dream? Because church, that's what this is. This is a go big with God dream that Jabez has right here. It is. So why stop this, this flow, this go big with God uh, dream to expand his territory? Because Jabez... I have this, this, this quote for you, this, this statement I'm going to make, because Jabez was a man of honor. That's what the Bible said, right? He was a man of honor, meaning spirit, spiritually speaking, he believed in God, right? He, we know he believed in God. It, the Bible says he was a man of honor in those verses. We know he believed in God because he's talking to God. He, he didn't say, oh, I don't believe in God, I'm not going to talk to him. So we know he believes in God. He's a man of honor because he believed in God. He loved God with all his heart, mind, and soul. He loved his neighbors. He trusted God, and he obeyed God. Oh, Pastor Jay, you're making an assumption that you don't know about Jabez. I do know that because that is the pattern. That's the characteristics, and that's what we see in the Word of God. It's what the Bible teaches us from the beginning to end. God honors those who have these, these uh, uh, convictions, these characteristics in their lives, right? He honors those. If you believe in him first, and then if you love him, and if you love others, and if you trust him and obey him, he honors you. So he honors him. He said, and I believe, I believe the reason this go big with God, I, I have this one for you as well on the screen. I believe the reason this go big with God dream is right where it is, is to show us. Okay, it's to show us, it's to teach us. As born-again disciples of Jesus, if you're not a believer in Jesus, uh, this means absolutely nothing to you. But as born-again disciples of Jesus, that no matter how mundane or insignificant you may think your life is or what others may say, God says different about you. He says something different about each and every one of us. You may think you are just an average person in an ad average family living out an average life, but God says, 
Just, just think, you, just, you can see your family tree, you can see the, the history of the world, the genealogy of the world maybe scrolling in your mind, and God says this, stop the genealogy chart and look, look at, look, look at Waldo, look at Stevie, look at Doug and Patty, look at John, Patty, Don, fill in the blank. Look at each, God says, stop the genealogy, stop the history of man, stop it right here, and look at my precious child of God, my born-again believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at him. He has a go-with-God dream, and he's going to do something big because he trusts me, and he's going to step out, or she is going to step out in faith. You see, that's what Jabez, that's what this whole story, I believe, tells us. It tells us more, sure, but that's what it should tell each one of us. You can, you can stop the genealogy, the history of the world, and say, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to record something. I want to record something right here. God, here's, here's my go big dream with you that, that just popped into my brain, and here, here it is. Here, here's the go big dream. I wasn't going to share this till next week, but I have other things to share. Here's my go big dream as a pastor of the Bridge Church here, right here in Idaho Falls, which I've shared before. But it is so passionate in me sometimes. Uh, I, you know, I don't like to sit still. The vision, the dream that I have, the go big dream, with God, I don't know if it's ever going to even happen in my lifetime. I, I ask God, expand my territory, Lord. Expand. If this is your will, let it be done. Your timing, if it's your will. And I've shared it with you before. I would love to sell this building and I would love to move into like the Smith's building or the old Walmart or Shopco or Shopco, not Walmart. Are they closing? I don't know. But anyway, you see, I would like us to move into one of those big buildings where we're part of the community, where we do a lot of different things throughout the week. We're the seven-day-a-week church reaching people through all kinds of different ways, loving on people. It's not that I don't think we're blessed, and I think we are. We truly are blessed. But I want to reach people that don't know Jesus. And some of those people will never walk into a building like this. And church, it's not about this building. It's about us being the church. Uh, that's just a small part of that vision. I'm not going to share it all with you. Many of you have already heard it. You see, you've got to understand if you believe in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, his work on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, and you love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, you, you trust Jesus with every area of your life, and you live to obey his teaching, then you need to believe that God stops the genealogy flow chart in life and says, dream Big. Do you guys believe that? Why not dream big? Right where you are, your sphere of influence. I don't know what that dream looks like. I don't know. Why not, church? Why not? Dream big. Go after the things of God. Dream big. What does God want you to do? Now, 
I would say yes, dream big for your life and for your family, etc. Okay, uh, yes, that's great. Have those goals, dream big. You know, where am I going to be in five years, you know, as far as those things go. But dream, listen to me, dream even bigger spiritually, okay? Dream even bigger spiritually. Dream for a deeper relationship with God this year. Lord, expand my territory with my relationship with you, Lord. I don't know how that's going to happen. But Lord, hear my cry. I want to go deeper with you than I've ever been before. Expand that territory. Expand that relationship. I'm dreaming big, Lord. I know who I am and I know I need work done in me. And Lord, here I am. I submit it to you. I want to dream big and go deeper with you. As your pastor, that's my cry. I don't want to be the same as I am today, tomorrow. I want to grow and grow bigger in my relationship with Christ to be more like Jesus. Dream even bigger spiritually. Dream big for the hurting, lost people all around you. Dream big for God to use you in ways that will affect Eternity. You see, because eternity is really all that matters, church. Heaven and earth will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. Say this with me. I think I have it on the screen. Oh, Lord, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let's say it together. Oh, Lord. That you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Did you pray that? Oh boy. He heard you. Are you ready for it? Do you believe he's going to do it? Do you want him to do it? No matter what happens. No matter how crazy things may get, or better they may get, whatever. Yes, Lord, enlarge our territory, enlarge our eternal impact on our world as we eagerly await your return, right? So this is what I'm challenging you to do this week. It's on the screen. Here's the dream big challenge. Would you spend time reading, meditating, and asking God to clarify what your expanded territory looks like this, this, this week? We're going to do it together as a church. Okay? This, this is it. I, this is the challenge. I, I really want you guys to dive in deep. This, I mean, really dive into this. The next few weeks, I'm going to challenge you to do some things. You just prayed a prayer with me. We all asked together, God, expand my territory. Okay, now what is that? What is your role in his kingdom work? So starting tomorrow on Monday, I'm asking you to read a chapter a day from the book of Ephesians. There's six chapters, so you're going to read Monday through Saturday. Read one chapter of that. Read that and then meditate on it throughout the day. Think about it. Meditate. Lord, what is this speaking to me? How does this fit in to my growth in Christ? How do you want me to go bigger with you spiritually this year? What can I do for eternal uh, purposes for you, for the kingdom of God? 
So every day, if you accept this challenge, we're all going to be reading from the book of Ephesians starting tomorrow with chapter 1, all through Saturday, chapter 6. And then we're going to come back, and I can't wait to hear some of the things that you guys are going to tell me. Maybe we'll share some of them up here on, on Sunday. I don't know. So it starts with that. Meditate out through the day. Ask God to begin to show you what your big, go big with God dream is. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. Don't let the world try to tell you, oh, I'm not old enough, God can't, or oh, I'm too old, it's somebody else's turn. You still have breath in your lungs and a heartbeat in your chest. God has a go big dream for you and he wants you to fulfill it and he's calling you to do it to make a difference in eternity. Wake up every day, look in the mirror. God, expand my territory. God, show me what you want me to do. Next week, I'm going to share, I kind of shared a, a material thing as far as a building a church. Next week, I want to share with you some of the things I believe spiritually that God, the direction he wants us to go and the things he wants us to do as a, as a church. Before we look at part two in our series, which is simply called, Go Big With God, Ask Big. Okay, so we're going to dream big, ask big, and then expect big. Go big or go home. Bring on the new year. Amen? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> go big or go home. Bring on the new year. God, if God is with us, who can be against us? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We're so thankful for your word. We're so thankful, Lord, that throughout the history of mankind, Lord, that we're created as we read and looked at earlier, that we are created as part of your created beings, made in the image of God. We live in such a time as this. We're in this, this big, uh, big history, genealogy flowchart of all the world. And right in the midst, right here, Lord, you, I believe you want to speak to every one of us who want us to step out in faith, to step out boldly and say, Lord, expand my territory, Lord. Give me a, a go big, a dream for you, God, to do greater things in the spiritual realm, Lord. I know that as I step out and do these things, you're going to bless me, Lord, with all the things I need to survive and live in this world, God. But Lord, I pray that you would just set each one of us that's hearing this message in this building or on Facebook or wherever, that they would be challenged, that they would dive deep, that they would say, yes, Lord, I, I want to be like Jabez. I, I am not just, just a, a person here taking up space. I am created for such a time as this. I am created for a purpose. I am created to have a big dream. And God, I pray that you would give me that dream, give me the direction, give me the guidance, lead me to do greater things for you. So God, I thank you for your people. Thank you for this time. May you be glorified as we live out our lives in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen. So we get to do something else. Amen. I want to thank Amy and Chris for their hard work to help us get this ready. But back there behind 
door number one behind the curtain. Back there behind the curtain, we had another load of chocolate come in. But I'm going to tell you something right now. This is the, how do I say it? Many different flavors, all of your favorites. I can't even name them all. This isn't just two kinds like last week. Uh, we're not going to let you take cases of it. But what we are going to let you do is probably take about five boxes. And there's like 24 candy bars in a box. So please, crying out loud. You don't need a case. You can take a box. Uh, 24, there's a bunch of candy bars in each box, a bunch of different flavors. Take four or five boxes of your favorite, your favorite kind. We're going to have a few of us back there restocking the table. We're going to move that curtain in a minute so you can walk uh, this way and walk down on this side of the table. We'll move those chairs and you can walk out. We'll be behind them. So don't go behind the tables. We'll get a few people like Amy and Matt and Julie will be back there helping put the boxes on the tables. You didn't know I was going to ask you to do that, did you? But they're going to help us uh, do that. If, um, I want to bless you guys. This is for us, anybody that came today. I love you guys. I, I'm just telling you, I, I think, I don't think, I pray and, and hope and just been really seeking God that this is, this is the year. Let's win people for the kingdom. You have a part in this. Seek God this week. We're going to be doing some other things in the next few weeks. I love you guys. Come and get sweetened up.